Radio Internet. You are tuned in to the Mighty Mighty Combat Jack Show, the CombatJackShow.com. I am your host, Combat Jack. Premium Peter's in the building. What's up, sir? What's going on, Combat? Uh, man, we got a great guest, man. Ohio's finest. Cheer. In the building. Stali is in the building. Yes, what's happening? Chilling, man. Welcome to the Combat Jack Show. Man, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, honor. sir. Yes, sir. Before we get into our interview, Pete. Yeah. The internet's want to know, man, what the fuck happened last week when we had our guest Kevin Gates um, on the show? We and just, y'all started talking, pe- what, what was it? Penit- penitentiary rules. <laughs> penitentiary rules in effect. What the fuck? I, I don't know that, that jail shit. Whenever you get that jail nah, look in your eyes and he's staring at you with the jail look, I just, I'm, I want to go in the other room, B. <laughs> I'm. It's funny that you say that. I, he, man, that episode was weird. Okay, uh, dude, dude is definitely intelligent, but I think that uh, you know me and him just didn't agree when when he was talking about like gangsters or rappers or or being like police or this. And I had asked him a question. You know, uh, and it's funny that Stolly being here, you know, with uh, being involved with MMG, I asked him about how he felt about Ross because with a correction officer, like I. I've been away, and I know correctional officers that are thorough, mm-hmm. and I don't feel like, you know, like, I feel like maybe they're crooked. I don't feel like they're rats, and he's like, nah, nah, penitentiary rules in effect, and he was arguing with me back and forth, and I told him. But what does that mean, penitentiary he's rules He's meaning, in like, effect. as if you're in jail, act as if you're in, like, jail, like, penitent, like, whatever go, like, the rules that are, are formed in the penitentiary, that's what you should go by. Yo, internet, let, yeah. me, let me fill us in. These two brothers, man, staring at each other with some weird... Like, scared straight shit, man. And understand, man, I'm not built like that. Like, you know, the, the, if you listen to that episode, like, the, the shit I did appreciate about Kevin Gates is he was on full-blown weirdo mode, right? Now, back in the day, way, way back in the day, when I did a lot of drugs, allegedly, <laughs> I could understand being in that weird mode. So when we were talking, I, I, I felt like we was on that same weirdo plane, you know what I'm saying? I felt high talking to him. And all of a sudden, penitentiary rules in effect. The plane crashed. And next thing I know, I'm like, is this fucking Oz? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, I looked at you and I saw that, you know, you were enjoying yourself with this guy talking hey, some crazy. Hey, yo. Good pause. But you were enjoying yourself having this guy talk some crazy shit. Yes. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the crazy. I mean, because he was talking about pH levels on women. Yeah. And how you could tell if their booty stinks by looking at their skin and or their, if they're drinking their urine. I, drinking I, their urine. You know, I didn't understand. I get weird, but I, I don't drink the urine. Yeah. You, drink, I you, you drink urine? I would, I, are you crazy? Why would I ever drink someone's urine? I mean, you skied it in the chick's uh, shamp- a shampoo, shampoo bottle, bottle, but Garnier Fructis. Yeah, yeah. But shout but, out to Memphis Bleak. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 yo, shout out to Kevin Gate episode. It's doing well, and it's there's a lot of well. people understand. I mean, I just feel like he was contradicting himself. I asked him a question, and you know, penitentiary rules were in effect. Now, was there a you know body language, man? Was there a potential for shit to go crazy? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I felt that uh, you At know any moment. Yeah, because who would have swung first? You because he's a big boy. I mean, he is a big boy, but you know, I mean, listen, it is what it is. You know, you you know, I mean, I'm not here to say I'm I'm the biggest and the baddest. You just got to do what you got to do. I'm not. I'm, I'm the thing is, what we're doing is here with documenting history. Yes, the Combat Jack Show for over four years is documenting history. Yo, this is our fourth anniversary, by yeah. the way. Congratulations, thank you, sir. Thank you, man. But 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 you know, I'm not here to uh, you know fight with no guests. Yo, besides first and foremost, man, shout out to the, this beautiful studio, man, engine room audio. We've been taping out of here for over a year right now. It would have been fucked up if somebody got crashed on the boards, B. We would have yeah. got kicked the fuck out and we'd have to look for another home. Nah, that would Just Blaze kicked us out of his studio. He did, he did kick us out. You know what I'm saying? 
the other spaceship that we can't mention kicked us out the studio. They kicked us out too. And Just Blaze kicked us out of his studio. And the other, and the other and studio. PNC kicked us no, out. We didn't pay our dues. <laughs> we got so kicked. I'm so glad y'all, y'all motherfuckers decided not to start fighting in the room and then smashing up the boards and the whole nine, man. I'm happy you didn't get mad at me. I thought for a second. No, I wasn't mad at you. I just didn't know what the fuck was going on, man. I didn't either. Um, would you be upset if we invited... Kevin back? No, hell no. I would love for him to come back. I would say I'm just not, don't talk. I'm not, not nothing about the problem, penitentiary rules I, in effect. He's the one that's saying the problem. That as we wrap this up, I think the problem is 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 for me being an Italian. I think that a lot of not young, a white man, a younger dude. You're not a white man. No, I'm Italian. Okay, okay, but I, I, a lot of younger dudes when they not look a white at, man. When, no, I'm Italian. <laughs> when they look at like these gangsters. You know, like now, every, all the times are rats. You know what I mean? So they didn't grow up when I grew up from a cloth that you had people like Vinny the Chin and, 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 and you know, Lucky Luciano. You know what I Forget these, about it. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like, wait, they, like being an Italian gangster was thorough. Now everyone's like ratting now. So like he's like, when I told him I'm Italian and like, you know, he's like, oh, all those Italians, they on the, the tail where they rat. And I'm so, like, so, nah. do you, so do you think the issue is he was looking he at was you? He was too young for, to understand what was I was talking about. he looking at you like he thought you was a rat? <laughs> Hell, I, I couldn't see how he could ever do that. <laughs> He's a big boy too, man. I didn't care. I mean, you know, the, I mean, he contradicted himself. Would you take himself. him? Would you take him? Listen, if he comes back, we'll talk. The dude's talking about he doesn't drink. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't do this. Meanwhile, he was drinking lean the whole fucking uh, <laughs> Hey, episode. yo, no, no snitching, me. <laughs> Whatever, man. I mean, hey, he was contradicting himself. <laughs> yo, Kevin Gates, man. Thanks for the episode, man. Come through again. Yo, Stali, man. What's up, sir? I'm good, man. I'm blessed here, New York City. Yes. You came in here with Combat some great you. energy, man. Yeah, no, I try to keep the energy high. You okay. know what I mean? Keep a positive outlook on everything. Now, tell the internets what you're wearing on your feet, man. Oh, man, I got some AirTech Challenges, little US Open exclusives. So those are, those are tennis shoes? Yes. Those, those are looking really... Pete, what, of course, tell, they're official. I mean, listen, yeah. first of all, anybody, is, for the people who don't know, Stolly, uh, besides his grind that came into his rap career... Stolly worked in A-Life. Stolly has always been about the culture, the sneaker culture, the streetwear always. culture. And, and, and the dude stays fly. And, and, and Oni is it's right that when he blew up, uh, you know, he, that he now you know, still laced with all the fly stuff. What did you do at A-Life? Um, I was a manager. Um, we had a store called ARC Sports for a minute that was across the street directly from the ARC Rivington Club and okay. the A-Life store. You know, there's, they got the split sides with the A-Life apparel and the A-Life sneakers. And then we had a sports store. And I was kind of brought in to help, you know, uh, merchandise the store, run the store. Like, I was there, like, literally tooth and nail, like, putting up boards, shelves, doors, like, everything. So it was kind of like my baby and the project that I had. You know, shout out to A-Life. They gave me a great opportunity to be a part of that. And, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much in a nutshell what I did. Now, was that interfering with your goal to do this rap shit? Um, not at the time, because at the time I was just trying to survive. I was trying to make it, you know, here in New York and just stay um, without getting evicted, you know, keeping my rent up. And uh, it was just a job. It was rent a hustle for crazy me. Out oh, here, man, dude. it's crazy. Very crazy. The rent is too <laughs> damn high. <laughs> the rent is too damn high. What, what brought you to New York, man? What brought me to New York is school. I, I initially came to go to LIU, LIU University. In Brooklyn? In Brooklyn. Okay. That's downtown. I came. Um, I was trying to play sports. It didn't work. You what's, know what I mean? Sports? Basketball. Okay. You know, it never panned out for me. What, what didn't so, work exactly? What didn't work? Yeah, what didn't work. Just injuries. Just okay. getting hurt and 
not being able to keep up, you know, physically. So I just, you know, was in school grinding it out. Um, when I decided or when I f- finally knew that I couldn't play basketball, it was kind of like, eh, why am I here? You know, because that was really the only thing that was pushing me through school was the motivation to be able to play a sport. You right. know what I mean? And growing up, you know, as a child, you have that dream to play sports, play college, play pro, whatever. And um, it just didn't work. So I was like, man, you know what? School isn't really for me right now. It was kind of stressful. So I was like, I'm going to step away from this and just try to see if I can work it out here in New York. And I probably worked every job you can think of. Like, and then like, find- like, like, like t- tell us your worst <laughs> job in New York, man. Man. You, worst you wasn't job? driving holes around, was you? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> every, man, you, you wouldn't believe. You know where I worked at? I'm going to tell you, this is probably the most obscure place I worked Pinkberry? at. Um, something like that. But I worked at Lint Chocolate on Fifth Avenue. Okay. <laughs> Crazy, crazy, yeah. So you know about so you. you so have I'm a chocolatier. Chocolatier, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So I know about all the Swiss chocolates, and you know, but it, I was a manager there too, and that was probably one of the most craziest jobs because I had to wear a smock, I had to dress up in you know a suit and tie, or basically dress shirt, tie slacks, dress shoes every day. It was it was weird, but smiling, it was definitely smiling, greeting. You, you didn't have that beard on, right? Nah. <laughs> well, no, I did. I no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, I didn't. Um, because Fifth Avenue don't play that yeah, shit. I, I didn't start really growing my beard until a life. Okay, like that's how long has really that been started. in existence? It's been since oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah. Damn. So I'm sure you get a lot of hassle with the beard. Of course. Traveling. Oh, I mean, I really don't get a lot of. Um, believe it or not, I really don't get a lot of. Um, I guess profiling or right. whatever you want to call it. Like people use, I guess they see my name, you know what I mean? Cause my name ain't something crazy like right. Muhammad Akbar. Yeah, Racist shit, man. Yeah, but it's nothing crazy. So I think they just look and be like, oh, okay, you good. So where were you living when you was in New York, man? Man, I lived in Brooklyn. Where in Brooklyn? Everywhere. Any where? place. Like I've where? lived on. Um, What's the most gutterous place you lived in? Brooklyn? I lived in East New York. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in East New York. I've lived in um, East Flatbush. Okay. I lived in. Um, I lived on East Twenty Third, um, Glenwood, and Farragut. I Damn. lived in. You, you East living around a lot I, of yeah, West. I lived. Indians. I lived on East Fifty Six. Haitians or Jamaicans? Where was you around? I, well, when I was on East Twenty Third between um, Glenwood and Farragut, I was. Um, or like Glenwood, like that area. I was like the Newkirk area. Okay. I was up there. I was. It was like Guyanese, Jamaicans. Then when I was in East on East Fifty Six between Snyder and Tillman, it was like a lot of Haitians. So, so which which crew do you fuck with the most, man? Man, I I, I mess with them all. You know what I mean. But I got to show love to like the Guyanese Jamaicans. You know what I mean because they they took me in. Damn, that's a, me you know love, that's the wrong you know answer, that? right? Haitian. I, you know I'm Haitian, oh, right? Sorry, man. <laughs> was, no, no, but that's all but, right. <laughs> but you know I, I love the Haitians yes, too. Yes. They showed me love. Like I, the, actually, it's crazy because the lady that I lived with. Um, in her apartment or in her space, you know, I was renting out the basement. You know how you do in New yeah. York. O- so older he, lady, yeah, she was an older lady. She was Haitian, and she showed me so much love. Took me in, fed me whenever. Did I Did you ever have to, to tap that when you never, was going to rent? Never, never, never. Give us some uh, chocolate tap. <laughs> Yo, Kama, before we even go into, because Kama's going to take you on a on, on a ride. Pause. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> we, we pause that, but before we even go into, I think the internet needs to know, Mike. Working in A-Life and working in all these spots you're talking about, I mean, to where you are now, I mean, I'm so proud of you, man. And regardless of me, man, I remember you being in A-Life. And, you remember him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, you no, remember Premier I, P when he had the shot? Yeah, he used How to- was- 
premium Pete when he had the shop. No, nah, I he mean, was he the same. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. He, I mean, we always bumped into each other in passing. You know what I mean? He would come through the store. I would come through his spot. You know, like, w- from that culture. You know what I mean? Right. We're going to pass into each other. He's a sneaker guy, streetwear guy. So we definitely going to bump heads, be in the same parties, be in the same, you know, if there's events that's going on that's some, you know, like a streetwear brand or something that Nike is throwing, we're going to be in there. You know what I mean? Because that's just the, the culture of it. Now, now, what was your initial question? Yeah, so my, my question just is, and this is for Kali.com, because I know they want me to brush it up on my <laughs> Get questions. to your question. Kali, there we go. Shout, shout out to the doc, shout the, out to Kali. the Kali.com, Kali. who've been complaining Combat, that Pete needs to get to the fucking question. Hey, listen, we, we, we do what we do, but but uh, how is that feeling? Like, like honestly, take, like, like, here, I'll give you an example. I asked uh, Carl Banks on an episode... Um, how was it to win the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And he told me, you keep on chasing it. Now, I'm going to ask you, how was it for working in a regular job and the next thing you know, your whole life changed? What was man, that feeling like? Man, it was like everything that I just dreamed of. You know, it was like everything I worked for. And it's, it's I really can't put it in words because... It didn't happen fast, but it seemed like it happened fast. You know, once Ross gave me that call, brought me down to, you know, um, Texas where he was at, it was just like, man, this is happening. You know, and like somebody's really paying attention to the hard work that I'm putting in musically. And when I was working at A-Life, nobody knew I did music because it was just something that I kind of kept to myself until I felt it was right or it was presentable that I can give to the people and be like, I can feel confident. Like, listen, I'm a rapper, you know, like because so many people rap or so many people would use that job opportunity as an opportunity to push their music. But I never did that. You know, like guys like Pete, guys like Clark Kent, you know, um, Every, you know, there's label execs, you know, that came in there daily, you know, daily. So I never told them and I would take care of them, you know what I mean? Make sure they got their shoes or whatever and they would come through. Like, uh, what's the lady's name? Um, it's killing me right now. Um, Sylvia Rome. Sylvia Rome. Mm-hmm. Yes. She used to come in all the time and, you know, I would treat her the same like every, any other customer, but it's not, not like I was like, oh, yo, I rap. Uh, can I give you a CD? And nothing like that. It was just like, you know. Now, now did, me, ever, did, ever, did it, any struggle rappers ever come in there? Of course. And, and, shit, <laughs> and shit on you like on some rude shit? Nah, nah, nobody okay. ever. You know what I mean? Like, I always keep a, you know, good energy. But you know how the customers are. So, I mean, yeah, even yeah, if, yeah. You, if you're maintaining good energy, you know how somebody <laughs> comes in and they. Right. I mean, well, in A Life, we had customers who just wanted to kick it and, and soak up knowledge. You know, right. it was like A Life is one of those spots that people actually would come and sit on the couch and just hang out. It was like a barbershop mm-hmm. almost. You know, we talked about music sports fashion whatever and and people will come in and talk for hours about that and it was a good community that we had that you know of customers that came through and then this is the lower east side so everybody felt like that was a part of the community that was home for them so we had a lot of guys from that area come in and just kick it hang out in the back smoke drink whatever and it's off the hip-hop culture. I mean, they have the Courtyard uh, concerts that they've been going for years. I mean, they had uh, Nas, right? Yeah, yeah, we had yeah, yeah, Nas, I mean, Drake, Triple Six, Triple, Mafia, yeah. Drake, I mean, um, even myself and Maybach Music, you know what I mean? Like, how did that's that feel? The, yeah, that's the biggest let, thing let when you, you looking man. like, when you performing. Like, at the place that you worked at. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> did anybody ever <laughs> act funny after you got on? Because you know that shit happened. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know. I like don't, the manager was right. like this. <laughs> I got to serve you water. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Nah, but they, you know, they always show love. Like I said, it's a family, you know what I mean? So, um, and then it's been through a lot of changes since I've left to 
dude, but you know, Trey is still there. You know, Trey and Trey, you know, shout out to him. He he always shows me love, and they still take care of me on the gear side, and you know, welcome me in whenever. And if I need anything, if they need anything, we always reach out. Now, now, when did you get the rap bug, man, to be a rapper? Man, like as a child, you know, just growing up, looking at guys like Nas and Smith and Wesson and, you know, De La Soul and Ice Cube and just all these guys, you know, you would listen to, you would always be like trying to rap to yourself, freestyle in the mirror, whatever. But it wasn't until, I guess, you know, high school is when I really started to start pinning, you know, lyrics onto paper, you know, just just getting my thoughts out really it was kind of like a journal you know what i'm saying and i would sometimes only keep it to myself sometimes share it with people but it was just something that i was practicing pretty much from like i would say eighth grade on and then through college is when people really started to be like man you got a talent like you really need to get into the studio like you really are above average like you you can really do this and then I started to be like man maybe I could and then in the dorms we would me and my homie JP he was like uh from Connecticut uh we used to people don't know this we used to throw like little um freestyle battles and ciphers and little showcases every I think it was like a Thursday in the little you know cafeteria that we had in our dormitory and people like it would pack out every night and it was free it was for the people it was entertainment something that people can do inside of the dorms without going out because it is Brooklyn, New York. You yeah, know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So across the street you, from you, yeah, across, and that's ah. when it was real. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you know, that's when. Uh, what, what, what period was it? That was like 2001, 2002. Yo, that's so funny because I used to live in uh, in Waterside Tower. Right up, right, yeah, up the right block. over there, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, like Albee Square Mall was still popping. Yo, you know, I used to that. hate going to Myrtle <laughs> Avenue, yeah, because niggas would always be out from Myrtle yeah. straight from jail. On you. Be like, yo, let me get a quarter. They nah, nah, you're not giving me a quarter. <laughs> and I'd be like, yo, once again, this whole penitentiary rules and affection. Nah, nah. I, I don't understand that. Shit. Did they have people those orange flag- slippers on? <laughs> nah, they just they, they just smelt like jail. And people would flag you down <laughs> like they know you. Right. Hey, yo, my man, come through. And you would come like, what's up? And they be like, yo, I got to see the other day. I'm like, dog, like, I'm thinking you had a problem. Like, you know what I'm saying? But so in these battles, did you, did were known cats coming through, or at Um, least now, known cats coming through? Nah, not really. You know, a lot of them were, you know, trying to make it. I'm trying to think of, um, there was a group. You remember the arsonist? Yes. Yeah, there was a group, and there was this kid named Great Scott. Yes. That was a part of the arsonist. He was in school with okay. me, and he used to tear everybody Did up. Did he tear you up? No, he didn't. Okay. But, <laughs> but I never For the really, record. Yeah, yeah, for the record, but I never really battled. See, me and JP, my homie, we would we rapped, and we, but we never really participated in it. Right. It was just something that we hosted and let people get off. You know, people would sing. People it's would like dance. some, some lyricist lounge. It, yeah, show. it was it basically. Yeah. It was like lyricist lounge. And then we had this thing called a, a Vena Lounge or whatever that was connected to the school. That was also a party that everybody would go to. But this was something that we held in the dormitory, in the cafeteria. So, you know, you got to think it's only about maybe a hundred people that can fit in there comfortable but we used to you know have it live in there yo i didn't know your new york pedigree was so so man, deep man what it's so crazy. so you was here for 9-11 yeah so you was on where was you when i was in the dorm okay. i actually went to class and people was coming out like yo did you hear what happened and then i go to the tv and i actually seen like the the live footage and i think i might have caught or just missed the second playing hit 
on like live because you know it was like broadcasting right. live yeah, and yeah. it was crazy and, and it, smoke was everywhere everybody was walking across the bridge yep. it now, was crazy let me explain to the internet where liu campus is downtown brooklyn it's not that far not like maybe all. a mile and a half two miles over that bridge from 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 ground zero, right? So because I live like maybe two hundred yards from where you, you could smell you can, the tower you, burning for like two two, two weeks, two weeks, yeah. and you can go, you know, um, you know about the promenade up yes. in Brooklyn Heights, mm. yeah. You could see everything right there, and there was still, you know, the like everything was like, and you know the um, Hudson, right? That's the Hudson, the Hudson right? yes. yeah. That is like separate. Separates Brooklyn, right? yeah, from Brooklyn. Yeah. So it was like still the smoke and the, the debris was falling over in Brooklyn. It was crazy. So coming from this small town in Ohio, what's the name of your town again? Maslin. Maslin. From, yeah. Coming from Maslin to New York City and seeing the fucking towers fall, were you like, damn, I'm in some shit I don't need to be in? <laughs> I mean, man, my mom called me. She was petrified. I mean, it was crazy. Like, And then what, what the saddest part about it is that we had uh, students whose parents worked Damn. in there or close by, and they were just stressed, you know, not because phones was crazy. Like phones just, dropped. Yeah, the, just people. Scott, Scott, tell Motorola pages <laughs> yeah, wasn't working. Right. Nothing it was a, Star Trek. You know, the, uh, the Nextel chirps, yeah, I yeah, think, was popping They, they wasn't chirping. Yeah. Boost Mobile. No, nothing was going on. So it was just like people were really stressed for days or, you know, for at least a day or two just like trying to get connected with their family. And But, you know, luckily, like nobody that I knew lost anybody or anything like that. So, so as a rap fan yes. from back then, yes. did you have a copy of the blueprint on that day? I don't think I did. You know, I probably had the bootleg. Right, to right, be the honest, bootleg, man. Like, because you know they was three for five back yeah. then. You know, but um, uh, another one of the memorable. You was living right by bootleg oh, central, on, man. man. I, we would go the, get the DVD. Yeah, 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 we would go get they a had DVD. The SpongeBob <laughs> Jordans over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would go get DVDs. We would go get CDs. We would get whatever, and it's like. Uh, it was a great time, though. Right, it you was know, a great it was time. a great time then. And who would have known that, as great as New York was, that nine eleven shit would change everything, baby. man. No, everything, everything, like just the how way we you partied. travel, the way you like. Partied. Imagine how, yeah. like, like your internets, y'all don't know how glorious this city was, man. People used to go to Exit and Speed. Yes. Remember them clubs? Yes, like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about they would like. 20 deep like everybody get in the dorms like yo we going to this it was a good, you know, it was a it good was time, a good time man. and people party shit, yeah. like they really party like yeah. we used to like the bashments you know what yes. I mean like they really and then after that it was kind of it was just it was never the same like you said like one of my boys used to team up with some other cats and they would bungee jump off the bottom of the Manhattan Bridge <laughs> at night all night that's crazy. They would bungee jump. Like the one guy was like an ex-marine, so he would have like these unofficial tours. So cats would pay him like fifty dollars a piece, and he would sneak them under the bridge, and they would fucking bungee jump. This was New York. That's crazy. You can't do that shit no more. You definitely, can. unless you want to be a terrorist. That sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so going back to the rap thing, man. Yes. Like, so cats are telling you in school that you're above average and you need to go to the studio. Right. How do you get in the studio? How I got into the studio, fast forward a couple years, actually, it wasn't even right away. It wasn't something that I was like, oh, let's go do it. It was something that I was like, yeah, okay, you know, it sounds good. But, you know, again, my mind was on how to survive, right. how to make it, how to stay here you in New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How not to 
get go back to Maslin. You right. know what I mean? Not that I don't love where I'm from, but I just knew it was more opportunity here for me. What whatever it was going to be, whether it was music or whether it was just doing a nine to five, whether right. it was going back to school and getting my degree, it was just something here for me, and something kept me here. And luckily, I stayed, and music found me, and I found music the way I was supposed to, and it mm-hmm. wasn't forced. You know what I mean? But um, you know, a couple years. Remember Prohibit? Mm-hmm. Yes. So the first Prohibit, mm-hmm. like on Elizabeth and Mott. Well, I used to hang out there, right? And I used to hang out with this kid named Kensei. He was from Japan. Um, and we used to skateboard. Like, uh, and it you, was. You nice with the skateboarder, I, man? I'm not going to say all that. Okay. But I, I tried. You, I, you, I, you, you know. Can you take Lil Wayne on the skateboard? Of course. Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I could, <laughs> yes. I could do a few yes, things. Stally. You know, <laughs> I could do a few things. Right, right. I'm not saying I'm, you know, doing steps and doing right. crazy stuff. No, but no I could jeggings, do, though. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I could do a few things. But again, with these guys, they were, you know, it was a group of Japanese. It's funny because it would be me and like, 30 Japanese kids and we would like all meet up at Prohibit bomb up to Union Square like every night it was just something that we did the kid Kensei used to make beats and um, he made some dope beats I was like man this cat is nice so he was like so again freestyling or rapping around they was like man get in the studio so I was like man I'm gonna try it you know what I'm saying so I got in the studio spit over some of his beats spit over like the kick push lupe beat Mm. you know like just rapping over like anything that i thought was dope just putting together music or putting together what i thought was a mixtape or whatever and um i remember putting together like six songs and um i went to the store and the engineer called me and was like, yo, I got the records ready. So I tell Kensei and them, I'm like, yo, man, dude, got the records ready. I'm like, I'm about to go get it. They was like, what you waiting for? Go get it. We want to hear it. Because they didn't really hear it. They, nobody was sitting in the studio with me. It was like me going to the studio and by myself knocking out, right? and knocking it out. So they were excited to hear me over his beats and just to hear me rapping. So I went up there. I grabbed it, came back down, gave it to him. He puts it in plays it in the store everybody vibing like oh this is crazy they bringing records back and everything and i'm just like sitting there smiling like oh okay maybe i got something yeah. then most deaf walks in the door get the fuck out of here crazy most deaf walks in he's shopping looking through everything they probably had the weasels and red monkeys back then mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. you know he like, loves that shit. yeah <laughs> they had all that stuff so he's looking he's uh you know going through the clothes he stops he's like who's this you know and then they was like that's him and he's like, "That's you." And I was like, "Yeah." So he. Keeps and this up. is when most deaf had. No, this is uh, most uh, deaf. Like black you know, on yeah, both sides. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, this yeah. was well. This might have been a little true after. magic, maybe. Right. Okay. Oh, it was that the. It was after. Yeah. It was. was but it, it was true magic. It was probably true magic. We yeah. talking about oh five, oh six ish with the panties and all that. Yes, right? yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, I yes. think it was then. Yeah, right. I okay. think it was then. And um, and he was heavy into acting too. I think he just did the something God made. Or okay. was that the movie the, he the did HBO when he was? Yeah, he was like a surgeon. doctor. Yes. So, yeah. So um, I, I this was around when he was like you know he, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean not that he isn't, but right. he's still you know like and I don't even know. I'm sh- I, he remembers this, but you know. Anyways, we go through. Fast forward a little bit. He's like still shopping. He like because after that he was like, oh, okay. And so he kept looking through the store. Then he stopped again and he was like, yo man, this is really nice. Like he was like, what you trying to do with it? And I was like, man, I literally just went and got this like thirty minutes ago. Like we just started. Was playing you stuttering, it. man? Was you, of was course. You, was you like, I'm just like, this Swe- is most were you, deaf. Were you sweating? Sir? I wasn't sweating, okay. but I was definitely like. I can't believe he's actually even asking, asking about, me about this yes, music. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, so he's like, um, I was like, you know, I really don't know. I was like, 
if you can give me any advice or anything to do or any direction, I would love that. And he was like, yeah. So he gave me his, he wrote on the card, his email and number. And then he asked for the copy of the CD. And I was like, this is the only copy I have. And I looked over at the counter and Kensei looked at me like, give it to him, give you it, know? And then, yeah, we popped it out. We gave it to him. <laughs> he took it out. And there was a security guard. There used to be a security guard in the uh, mm-hmm. front just to make sure, you know, people wasn't stealing. Cause again, New York was a little real yes, back yes, then. Yes, 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 yes. So um, the security guard, you know, let him out. And he said as soon as when most got in the truck, he put the CD right in. And they drove off. And then it's funny because I didn't really bump into... I bumped into most again. I was working at Uniqlo. Okay. He He remembered me, you know... And we spoke for a second. And then years later, I bumped into him at DD-172. Yes. And then again, he remembered me again. And it was just like, wow. So, like, everything just started lining up. Right. It was crazy. So nothing really happened from that, but but it was like... Yeah, nothing really happened from it. It was just somebody that I admired and thought was a dope rapper gave me, like, yo, that kind of, like, a sign of approval. Even though he wasn't like, you're the greatest rapper ever. He just was like... He, he took the time to be like, yo... This is nice, like, and he took the time to take the CD and listen to it. It's it's amazing, man. Like when you go through your journey, and somebody might not put money in your pocket, or they might not put that deal on the table, but because of who they are and how you respect them, they give you that encouragement. Definitely, and that that gives you at least you could run another two hundred two hundred mm, mm, yards me, for that shit. And that made me be like, I need to get in the studio. I stay there because, like you said, most ain't do nothing, you know, really for me. You put that battery. And, but, but just put that battery in my back. And I always tell that story because it was a, a pivotal moment. It was a special moment for me just to have, like, again, somebody that I admire even appreciate the music a little bit. You know, the he could have he listened to it one time and threw it away or right. never listened to it again. But just that moment, that was something that, that one made copy. me. Yeah, that one copy, that one conversation, that one, that moment that he took to write down his information for me, whether we spoke again or not, it was just that much. And I wasn't going to call him for real or anything like that because I'm just... Why didn't you I'm, call him, Because man? I'm a nervous <laughs> dude. You know, I'm like, what do I say the most deaf? Hey, like, hey, hey, remember the yeah, remember the kid that gave, yeah, I'm not going to do that. So it's like, you know, but... I, that's me knowing that you know f- uh, fate is fate. You right. know, like God's plan is God's plan. So and again, the universe I bumped it in the universe. You opens know? when you. When I really believe there's this quote that that I read, man. It says, "When you really decide to embark upon a path, the universe starts to conspire with you 100%. to get you to that point." Hundred percent. Yeah, so and like I said, just bumping into him those next couple times. Like right. I would bump into him on the streets in Soho, like or come into Uniqlo, or you know, go, then when he would used to come around DD one seventy two and he seen me, he kind of was like, oh, like what you doing here, like you know, type of thing. And you know, we vibe, we had conversations. Again, we didn't do a lot of music, and we didn't, I didn't have like a major so- cosign, but just the presence, just right, to be, just the alignment. You know what I mean? So, how did you take your career to the next step? Who's the next person you met that opened up the doors? For the you? next person I would say um, it, it would probably be. Um, the Dame Dash situation, okay. like DD one seventy two. Explain that to, to us. Did, like, did you meet Ski first, or did you meet Dame first? Or how did I met that both of them at the same time. Okay. How it happened was, I did a show at BB King's. It was me, Currency, Wiz Khalifa, like a few other people. I think it was like a CMJ show. Right. Um, How'd you get I, booked for that show? 
I don't even know. Right. Like they reached out. Somebody reached out. Like that. Was, man, I used to when CMJ and like South by Southwest. I used to be doing nine, thirteen shows. Like, <laughs> like man, it would be crazy. But um, I was just getting on any stage I right. could. Right. Like I'm just hungry. You know what I mean? Want to show showcase my talent. But yeah, so we did that show and we ended up being back at um, DD172. And we was all just around Which is this a table. Crazy! That was a like you know a props, beautiful space. Props man. to Dame Dash, man. Like like that environment. I would I would go there a couple of times, and it was amazing. It was just just this big building of creativity and weed. One, yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, seriously. And it was it's one of the best things that. I mean, it's one of the best things that's happened to right. music, period. Right. Yeah. Like just you know, a lot of artists sprouted out of that situation. You know, what so, I'm saying? so how did you meet them? So again, you do doing the show. So doing the show, we ended up me with uh, currency. Mickey Fax was there. Wow. Um, and Dame and Ski. Yeah. I think that might have been it. And again, we were all around this table having a conversation. I think we started freestyling or whatever. And Dame, at that time, was like, you know, this. He told us what the space was basically. Like, this is a creative outlet. We have camera people to do sh- do videos. She and Cootie yeah, at the time. Uh, creative yeah, control. Chica and Cootie was there. Uh, Jonas Swartz was there. You know, all these guys was here, and they was like, we have these outlets. And he was like, feel free to use them. He was like, Ski is here. He's here every day making beats. Feel free to come to the studio, use it, rap, make songs, make a song and a video the same day. Like it was that type of environment. And he opened up the doors. And when he did that, I never. I, I think I went there from that day. I went every day. Wow. Like nonstop. I'm talking about every day. So, and this is where you start really home, because now you're with professionals. Exactly. You're with, with, you're with cats like Ski. Uh, you're, 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 cats, you're, you're with cats that's like in your same grade, like the whizzes and the, and currency, the currencies, yeah. not knowing who's going to blow next, but you also start seeing cats like the most defs coming through. Most. And, and Dame Jay Dash. Electronica, yes, Jay Electronica. The Black Keys. Right. You know, RZA would come through. Yes. You know, Jim Jones. Like, man, who else was uh, there? There's so many people. I don't want to, you know, leave out names, but there was just so many artists that came through just on the fly. Right. You know what I mean? Talib came through there before. Like, just so many people were stopping. And Adidas, was you getting some, some Adidas? Yeah, yeah. Because Adidas, Adidas was, was sponsoring that shit. No, no. <laughs> shout out to Wex. So, yeah, so, yeah, shout out to Wex. So what happened with, with that whole environment? So, yeah, like, I just, you know, I would come, show, you know, do my thing, do my music. You know, I, I was in really, the dojo. Yeah, I was in the dojo, the dojo. And I was really just, me, I would be with Ski, you know, mainly every day, you know, just in the studio. Even if I wasn't writing or making a song, I would just be around the right. environment. I just wanted to be around music, wanted to be, soak up that energy, soak up that game, you know, the knowledge, you know, just the conversations you would hear, the history that, you know, uh, Dame and Ski had, uh, most the stories, you know, you would just listen and you would learn, you know, and that's what, that was the biggest um, reward that I got from being at DD-172 was that learning process. So while you're there, you know, now you're starting to see people from your class, Right, move in different directions. Definitely, because the first person—correct me if I'm wrong—the first person that really gets that 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 jet propeller, that that jet engine, uh, and uh, uh, momentum is Wiz. Yeah, Wiz starts to take off. Right. I I don't know if currency currency might have put out Pilot Talk one before Pilot Talk, but as far as just taking taking yes, off, yes, Wiz yes, was yeah. definitely the first one with that black and yellow. Like he was out of here, and that Pilot Talk 
was crazy. 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 Classic. Yes, it's a, it's a I would say it's an underground classic, yeah. man. No, definitely. Yeah. From productions, the round like currency was on some other like rapping, he was in his bag. Yeah, he was he was in you that zone, man. Like, so, so so where where does that leave you now? Cause cause things are moving and what happens? What's the next Well that step that just leaves me kind of like trying to figure it out. Right. You know, trying to figure out what, what where my place was. Because let me interrupt you. You mm -hmm. know how it is, man, like when you're with, with a collective and y'all are all together and y'all are moving and right. then you start seeing, oh shit, he's taking, and you happy for your class. Of course. You're, you're happy, happy for, for your him. brother. Yeah. But that anxiety starts being like, yeah. <laughs> yo, what about me though? Yeah. But it wasn't a never what about me. It was just me got to. It was a more of I got to get on my grind. Right. I gotta, you know, I gotta figure this out. I gotta figure out where I where I fit in, or not where I, no, not where I fit in, because it was never about fitting in. I never fit in, in into any crowd. I was I'm always the eyeball, the standout, you know, in any way. But it was just more like let me figure out how I can really push forward my brand. Right. I'm, you know, I'm from Ohio, a small town. Like these guys have been around. They're from big cities. They, you know, they have a lot of experience. They got teams around them. Like again, I was moving by myself, right. coming there daily by myself. No entourage, no management, no nothing. No lawyer, know? nothing. No, yeah, exactly. Were you still working just, a day job? No, at, at that time? time I was um, collecting unemployment. Okay. So I was just, you so know, living I was off living that, off that, that of four, that. Four fifty a week, yeah, four, four, five, five, five. yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was about four, you five. Still living a week. With, you still sure you wasn't tapping your landlord? Nah, I was definitely <laughs> not. I wasn't even living with my landlord okay. at the time. I was living with um, my daughter's mom, my, okay. you know, who's my daughter's mom right. now. We was living together with her parents actually. Right. So, Were they stress? How stressful is that, man? Man, it was, you know, to be a grown man and be living with your girl and their parents. It's, and they're like, he's a rapper? What, 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 <laughs> what's what background? It was? Nah, they are, uh, they black, African-American. Okay. Oh, he's a rapper? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> what, what is he going to do but, Yeah, that? what is he going to, exactly, you know, but they were they were supportive right. of us and, you know, at the time she had got pregnant too, so mm. it was really like, it mm. really got real. <sighs> yeah, it got real fast. I tell you, fast. I, I asked Jeezy this uh, the other week and uh, free Jeezy. Yeah. Free Jeezy. Most definitely, but I asked Jesus the other week, and and it's perfect question for you is when you when you're in the studio like that and you're going hard and you're on an employment, so you basically have to you're taking all this time up to do everything. Mm -hmm. You know, there's bumps in the road. You know, definitely. And and and, and what made you? Like, you know, what made you power through that and not say, you know, maybe go back to working at a day job? You or, know, what's funny is that she wouldn't let me. Your girl. Yeah. She was like, nah, you're going to do this. Right. You know what I mean? Like she believed in just having that support system. That was the biggest thing. You know what I mean? Somebody that believed in you. Somebody that was like, I'm going to help you through it. You know, like she would even come out to DD-172 with me and sit with me for hours. You know, what? even when she was pregnant. You know what I mean? Like she wow. was five, six, seven months wow. pregnant. She was sitting in the studio with me all day. You know, right. like all day and night. Right. So it was just, it was really that. And we was living out in... um Springfield Garden so we used to have to take the L.I. double R huh. late night you know that late, late night. night is crazy so but it, it was you know those days like just it's great to be talking about this because it's it's putting it all in perspective and really making me even appreciate more like the struggle and the things that I've been through like those bumps in the road yeah. you know what I mean now like, did you wife this woman uh for uh yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I don't want to put the spot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? But but it's hard. Come to on. Find you can't. Yeah. You can't leave. You right. know somebody like. I mean, that. of course you, you got, gotta get your yeah, spotlight. Uh, spotlight yeah. too. But you know exactly. what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah. Nah. Like that's that's like my best friend. For that's real. good. That's dope. You know what I'm that's saying? dope. So what changes? Like you grinding. 
It's, it's crunch time. It's the fourth quarter right now, and you got to see. I'm going to say what changes for real. Um, you know, I put out a mixtape. Oh, I, I th- yeah, I had a mixtape before even DD172. That's really how, you know, me playing the music and Dame and them messing right. with me and getting the shows. They seeing, um, we shot videos with Cootie and Chike yes. just grinding. But what really changed is the man right here behind me. You know what I mean? Like Rashad. His name is Rashad Thomas. I linked up with him. He's from Columbus, Ohio. Like, he is me in the form of making beats. Right. Like, he understands me sonically and in, in every way. And when we talked, and we met through who is now my manager, BJ. You know, shout out to BJ. But he BJ from Queens? Him. Nah, BJ is from uh, Virginia. Okay. You know what I mean? But uh, BJ met him even before me and he was like and and I used to tell BJ like what I was trying to do musically sound wise and um he was like man I know somebody from Ohio like you don't know this dude and I'm like nah and then he was like man I gotta put y'all together and he put us on the phone we spoke and we connected and we you know I used to fly from New York to Columbus and record with him in his basement which is kind of crazy didn't that feel like you was now hustling backwards yeah <laughs> from new york back to home it, it, it didn't feel like it felt like i needed to be home right i needed to create music you know back home but i still had home here too you right. know what i mean but it was definitely something that was worth every every flight every hotel stay you know every long bus ride whatever it was to get there and you're doing all of this on your unemployment of course on you your four fifty three or whatever yeah. that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 uh, well, yeah, I don't know. It was I can't even remember that money no more. Right. I, <laughs> I, I still, but I still live off of that money. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. So and we linked up. We created Lincoln Way Nights. Yes. Intelligent Trunk Music, which, which was a, which is a good project, a classic. Yes, I will say that. And that's, I love the artwork a, in that. The yeah, whole nine. Yeah, and that was you know just all me, and you know like as far as artwork that was me, but as far as the sound it was me and him. We you know we really just sat and powwowed. We would talk music. There was sometimes we'd be in the studio, wouldn't even record or write. We would just be talking, you know, because it's like my brother's that energy, right. you know what I'm saying? So that's really what set it off for me. And we put out that album and it really took me, you know, to get in. That's that, really that, started paying attention. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, we was getting critically acclaimed right. by everybody. Now, like let me, every site, every, you know, person. Like it was definitely. Now, let's go back a bit, man. You, you're in this creative environment um, with Dame and Ski. Yes. Years later, now we're talking about right now. Right. You hear all this shit going on, like with Currency and Jim Jones. What are your thoughts on, on the whole Dame Dash situation and, and what's going on, man? Man, it's honestly, it, it's sad, you know, like, because, and, and just again, like, I was there and I really didn't see none of the tension or see anything like this ever coming to, you know, I just never seen it happening. Right. But just to hear about the, um, things that people are saying that was said or done or whatever it's just like it's mind-boggling a little bit and and again all i can the word i can think of is sad right you know what i'm saying but um i hope you know everything can get worked out or whatever i don't even know where they stand or right. if they talk or they want to talk or whatever but Again, that was something special, and it was a moment in time. And you can't and, take and anything. you can't take anything right. away from that, you know. So, but again, like nobody in that situation has ever done anything to me wrong because I never let them. Right. You know, I was never, I never put myself in a position to be uh, used or to be fronted or to on take, or take to something be, from or to even, even take something from to have them. To you owe know, anybody exactly. Right. You know what I mean? Because me, I've only, I only did what was 
presented to me. Right. I only took what was presented to me, you know what I mean? But I also gave back right. in a lot of ways, you know what I mean? So that's the only thing I can really say about that situation. So your mixtape comes out. Mm-hmm. You feel different about yourself. Definitely. I feel... Um, good about myself because it was something that we created it was a sound it was something that uh hip-hop hasn't heard before you know what i mean this is a sound that nobody sounds like me on the mic nobody has the you know the schemes i have nobody has the flow i have nobody, nobody has, has the beard has you the, have the beard i have nobody's representing ohio like exactly. you right now you know and then nobody has his beats you know what i mean right. so and, and it was a collaborative effort right you know put forward to put ohio on the map because we control music in a lot of ways and always have if you check the history of it from the funk and the soul and the jazz and everything that's came out of you know that's out of ohio ohio Ohio, you know ohio players osley brothers heat Mm. wave heat Mm. wave um booty zapping roger yeah all of that and 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 i heard and i heard you talking on on the sway yeah show about how you know ohio intrinsically influenced the Cali sound and, and Dr. Dre and them, of course, right, a hundred percent. And I want to yeah. get, I want to get back to that okay. later yeah, yeah. With, with your current. Definitely. So, so, so you put out the mixtape. What other doors are now opening up for you, man? Because now uh, people, now you're a professional. Yeah, rapper. yeah, exactly. Yeah, prof- now we're like uh, we were talking me and Pete earlier. Like now I could call myself a rapper, right. comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can be comfortable and calling myself. This is what I do for right. a living because. But, you, but you're that's not making when money I started. Yet, no, I am. I'm, okay. Well, a rap. I'm. I'm making a little bit of money, right? But doing some shows here, doing and shows here and there. I'm d- I'm doing all the festivals, you know, South by Southwest, CMJ, A3C, mm-hmm. everything, you know, just getting on any stage, touching right. any mic I can, pause, sneaker you know pimps, right. yeah. traveling, yeah. hotels, yeah, you know sne- what I'm exa- yeah, sneaker pimps right. and traveling, and you know, just uh, going overseas. Like I'm going overseas. Where's, where's now. the first place you went to? The now? first person, I mean, the first place I went to was London. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I performed. Uh, Actually, Nike brought me over there for the Destroyer campaign. Mm. I was a part of the Destroyer the campaign. Jacket. Yeah, the jacket, and they had me perform. It was amazing. What is the um, Iron Mike competition? Oh, Beijing. I was over. What, what is that? That, was, that, that is like an MC battle of Chinese artists okay. or rappers. You now, know you went saying? to Beijing. Yes. When? This, is this before? This was um, before the Destroyer? This was, a, this was not yet. What is it? Wow, that might have been actually. So yeah, maybe that was the first place that I went. Was now, ex- based. Ex- no, no, no. I'm okay. lying. London okay. was the first place. Okay. London was London, the first place. Right. I even went to London before the Nike thing. I went to London before I even put out the autobiography. Okay. So that was like I'm. So yeah, let me track back. I went over there like even before then. So. Next time I went was Beijing for the Iron Mike competition. Was that's that, crazy? When, that was around the uh, DD-172 era. Was that crazy going to it Beijing? It was very crazy. And I, I mean, shout out to China, Beijing. I, I don't need to go back there, though. Why? Because <laughs> it's just crazy, <laughs> man. Like, like what? Like, it's just it's, it's filthy. It it's stinks. The pollution. Yeah. Um, you can barely breathe. It was like negative 30 degrees. Yeah. Like I'm talking about I'm, I'm wearing salvage Japanese denim. As soon as when I walk out this outside, my it's just starch up like stiff yeah yeah yeah. like cutting me in the back of my legs as i'm walking it's crazy and i hurt my, my son and nobody no macbook yeah. <laughs> no no that's <laughs> japanese <laughs> i'm sorry i heard it. My, my son just came back from china Man. they went to beijing and they and they were like yo they seen little kids for for an, for, for an advanced culture they see little kids taking shits in the no, show yeah in front of the restaurant 100% and mother, you like looking at motherfuckers like do you wash your the, hands the food is disgusting right 
they don't they don't try to do anything to cater to Americans. Right. Like if you go to the ATM, it's no English option. So yeah. <laughs> 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 you know? got you on that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if you like food, you just you gotta just thug it out. You, thug you it know out. what I'm saying? You like, ain't getting no burger and fries or yeah, nothing. Like you know that, what I'm is, that, is that a little bit of rat <laughs> that duck right yeah, there? Like, now, what happens if you're in the middle of the street and you're at, trying to find a place? If you're in the middle of the street, you're getting run down. No, okay. Yeah, exactly. What happens if That's you're, what I heard. Because I heard the drivers out there give no fucks. No, really? it's crazy. And no you wanna fucks. know what's crazy is I performed in a club, right? right? This was one of the wildest things. They give you these big, like, midget bottles. You know, the midgets, the yeah. big. They might even be bigger than midgets. Like they are huge bottles of champagne, and you get a table, and they give it to you, and you get that table and that bottle every time you come back to that club. They save it for you. They save it for you. Yeah. So, like, say you come Friday, you got that bottle, and then you come the next Friday, Damn. you get that same. Bottle. I'm crazy. What I'm surprised wait, wait, you don't. They, a, they keep your it's name. A fake in a, bottle? N- no, it's like I don't know what they if they plug it back up or whatever uh, they do, but it's drink like it, you, you drink, drink it, it right. like, but you have to like tip it over on, on with your a, shoulder. Like a, you got It's like a swing on it or something. <laughs> like it, uh, it's crazy. Yo, I'm surprised. I thought it was a, a real bottle. I was say I'm surprised the Beijing's don't return them for deposits. That, you, know what I mean? <laughs> you said the Beijing's. <laughs> Well, well, I mean, the, the Chinese, Pete. You stop well, you, being so yeah, racist, man. I'm not being racist, but the you... Beijing's no MacBook. Come on, man. Cut it out with all that racist shit, man. I'm so, you... Stolly, you're a professional rapper, right? Yes, now. and, and I'm traveling the world. You're traveling the world. Are people offering you deals? Not at the moment. Um, I'm getting some, you know, like on the on a smaller scale, like some independent things. Right. You know what I mean? Just Hit some it opportunities. And quit and put some yeah, out. exactly. You know, two thousand dollars here, right? Yeah, some opportunities there. like that I'm getting, but nothing real major right. at the so, time. So how did the whole MMG? Because that was really a surprise, man. Yeah. So the whole that MMG was a thing, big surprise, e- even to me. But Ross being a, a hip hop head and someone right. who has a great ear for music and talent, he sought me out. You know, he seen. You know, uh, again, I was making major moves major moves without being signed like right. i'm on mtv i'm on bet performing live uh premiering videos all independent heavy rota- all independent right. i'm traveling the world and he's seeing this he pays attention you right. know what i mean so i mean when it's in your face you can't really not pay attention Be- before and- before we get to ross you're doing all these moves and and you, you understand you know maybe our, our audience doesn't understand but you understand Sometimes it's frustrating because you're busting your ass. You're doing all the right things. You have that fame. Yeah. But you, you're still not making ends meet. Exactly. And, and, and it could even still be like that in the position that I'm in now. Right. You know, it's like people think it's sweet. Right. You know, they coming at you like, oh, this boy rich. Let's try to get anything we can get from right. him. But it's like, it's not always that way. I mean, I'm not hurting, but... Right. It's not what you think a lot of times. Even the people that you might think is really getting it ain't really getting it. So is that, is that perception is crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah it's, and it's, it's frustrating, frustrating because, for, yeah. Because trust me, me and Pete know about that. Yeah. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Allegedly. And you got to blame social media. Sorry. I mean, you no, got yeah, to blame, gotta blame social, social media. media. And, and you know what? People put it this way. People see you around Rick Ross. People see you around all these other artists. Mm-hmm. Forget about what you a- have a- done exactly. for the culture. Exactly. And they all 
automatically think you're right. Yeah. I mean, I post pictures of lobster and steak. People think I'm good. Like, <laughs> no, no, I just eat lobster and steak once in a while. You know? Right. Yeah. No. Well, and that's everybody's the, life is great on Instagram. And, yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody. But that's, you're, yeah. But that's the thing. People are judging you off of the man you stand next to, right. and like, don't judge me off of the people that I'm around. Judge me off myself. Like, I put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and hard work into what I do, and I've, you know, I've earned these stripes, and I've earned the right to to Cheer. talk to, to talk the way I'm talking. But right. not that I talk this way all the time because I still I stay grounded. I stay humble, you know, in a way, because I know that anything can be taken right away, you know, from God. So I, I'm always praising and praying and, and, and thanking God for everything that I, I have. But, yeah, man, Ross, he reached out and How it was just a blessing. He called me. No, what was crazy is currency hit my phone like, yo. Like that's how you know he, probably, he yeah. like yo he like uh, Rose looking for you. I was like, for what? Like you know what I mean? He's like he wants your number, and then I, he was like, can, is it cool if I give it to him? And I'm like, yeah, and why not? It's cool. So he gave him my number. Ross called me. He's like, yo, what's up, man? He was like, I, I see you out here grinding. I see you moving. Um, he was like, what you doing? You know, tomorrow. And I was like, uh, I ain't got really nothing right now. Yeah. He was like, well, I'm a, He was like, send me your information. I'm gonna fly you down here. I wanna, you know, chop it up with you. Fly and you to where? He was in uh, Dallas at okay, the time, right. and he was on the first leg of that I Am Music tour. Right. Remember that tour? Yes, they yes. had two parts, mm-hmm. but he was on the first leg of right. that, and. Um, he flew me down there. I got to Dallas. I met him at the hotel, you know, walked on the tour bus, you know. Ross. How was that first meeting, man? I mean, like, what do you think? I didn't even, I didn't know what to think. I'm just like, man, I'm like, the whole time I'm in the lobby, then they was like, yo, you can come in a bus, you know, come on the bus. And I come on the bus. I'm, you know, I'm by myself and I see all these dudes and then I see Ross and I'm just like, what do I say? But what's up? You know what I mean? Right. I'm like, what's up? I, and he, he, but he was very welcoming. He made me feel comfortable. Everybody around him made me feel comfortable. It wasn't no intimidation. It wasn't no, you know, tough guy acts or nothing. It was just humble dudes like, yo, I see what you're doing. I respect what you're doing. I got this thing that I'm, you know, working on. Like he's Warner gave him that situation. He's like, man, I'm putting together a roster of artists. He's like, I really, you know, mess with you. I've been watching you for a while. I would love to have you a part of Maybach Music if you would like that. And then I was like, I definitely would like to explore that option, you know, and talk more. And we just build. And from there, from that conversation on, it was kind of like natural right you know what i mean the whole progression uh, progression of it was natural and is he telling you also like the other like the other members of the of the of the of the of the team that he wanted to put together well nah, not at the time he didn't tell me because at the time he had um wale meek right. and pill right they was mm. there was pill. The, yeah pill yeah. they was all there so um they weren't there at the time that i met him but they were already a part of the group okay. you know or not a, it was not a group but right. they were already part of maybach music group and um so i was like the new dude brand new you brand know new so dude. yeah yeah so i'm like you know cool like you know but um you know yeah he didn't he didn't really tell me anything about what he wanted to do uh as far after me but he just told me that he was interested in what i was doing and he wanted to bring me along right so you so you negotiate the deal yes you you, you're official now yes did anybody else since you're the new cat did they was they trying to pledge you Oh, nah, nah, nah. Yeah. They definitely wasn't. You know, was every- Wale like, nah, you got to sleep on the bottom. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> every, it was nothing like that. Everybody <laughs> showed love, for real. Everybody was very welcoming. Like, especially Meek. Meek actually came that same day right. to uh, do uh, do the record, I'm a Boss. And I yes. think he had um, 
Tupac back or something like mm. that. So he was coming out, you know, just hitting up shows that he could to get out on the stage with Ross in front of people. And, um, you know, we chopped it up. He's like, yeah, man, I seen you, you know, your video on MTV. I see you doing so your thing. So he was really that welcoming, man. Oh, yeah. You know, he was like, I see you doing your thing. Like, I, you know, I mess with you. And I was like, yeah, I mess with you, too. I've been, you know, watching you on YouTube battling. And I see the records you putting out. Like, I'm a fan. You know, it was kind of like that, you right. know. And everybody was just, it, from day one, it's love. I'm gonna tell you, no bullshit. Free McMill, by the way. Yes, free yeah. McMill. Yeah, that's some bullshit. That yeah, he, that's, that's very big real, time. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Free personal free racist Meek, bullshit man. that he's going it's, through right it's now. It's crazy. I gotta tell you, this is no bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, self-made number one, right, was one of my favorite. When that shit dropped, from beginning to, to end, end, I just played that shit from beginning yeah. to end. So thank you for being yeah, part of that. Yeah, I got to end that album. Yeah. I had the last verse yes. in that album. How and I was the last member, you know, I mean, I the last person signed right. at that time, you know, as far as the, you know, that wave. So I just caught it. Right. Like, you know, Ross you was just like, what could I get him on? He's yeah, like, oh, yeah. get him on this. And he sent me, I wrote it right away, sent it back. He put it on there. It just made the deadline. You know what I mean? So it was definitely a, a special moment for me to be a part of it. What was that? That su- summer 11 or summer 10? That was summer 11, uh, 11, right? 11, 11, yes. Because that was the first, I just, yeah, I just signed. And, um, like, I, I don't even think I was signed. I think I, I didn't sign until, like, October. Right. But it came out in the summer, yeah. So, so all of a sudden now, you went from zero to 60. Yeah. Like, you literally, even though you was doing your shit and you was, you was, you was hustling and grinding and, and getting these spots and these dates and the whole nine. Right. Now you on arguably the, 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 one of the biggest the records hottest. of that year. And the hottest record of that summer, yeah, the summer, like literally, this is no bullshit. Like, hands down, right. the hottest thing. Well, what of changes the summer. for you, B? Man, a little bit of everything, but nothing drastically. Right. But just pay just grade better. To, yeah, the, you know, um, it was more opportunity. Right. It was definitely more opportunity, and it was. Um, it was a reality check to be like, I got to work a little bit harder. Like, people think it's like, oh, I'm good now. But no, when you no, go no, in no, there, no. it's, it's like, like, I got to get... Because when you see how hard Ross worked and guys that's been here for a while putting out albums and selling records and making money yeah. and they working like they ain't got a dollar, yeah. like, you like... And, and you ain't got a dollar and you like, I ain't even working this hard. It's like, you got to really put put that that go into you. You know, a couple of years ago, I interviewed um, Pusha. Yeah. And I said, you know, you're, you know, similar. You and you're in a collective right now, and you know, with good music, right? And you got all of these cats in this room or in this family that's working really hard. Mm-hmm. But like at the end of the day, when you putting your best penmanship down, I asked him. I said, "Who are you looking over your shoulder?" <laughs> and he was like, "Definitely Big Sean." Yeah, you know, out of yeah, the, yeah, no, yeah, 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 out of yeah. that family, right, right, right. In this family, like. When you're in that collective bubble yeah. and you like, ah, I just kill it. You're like, hold up. <laughs> this nigga right here, let me, let me, let me. <laughs> right. Like, who? I mean, I mean, every, you know, we got some spitters. Yes. Like, as top to bottom. Right. You know, everybody can rap. But, you know, um, 
I don't really feel like there's no competition. Okay. You know what but I mean? But this, like, come on. I mean, come, but, come you, on, but, but you know, like when I when I get on a record with Ross, I'm yes. trying to go in because right. not only do I know that he's going to go in, but I know that people are going to be listening. Right. And it's an opportunity to capture a new group of fans, you know, a new group of people. And that's what anybody that I get on a record with, you know what I mean? So I'm always trying to outshine whoever I'm getting on the record with. But, um, you know, definitely like, you definitely, it's not about looking over your shoulder, but it's about putting your best foot forward. Right. And some friendly competition. And some friendly competition. I, you, I remember I remember Joel Ortiz telling uh, me and uh, Dallas a story about how him and M were in the studio and M was spitting some shit and then he was like, damn, he had to rip up his whole <laughs> his whole shit. But, oh, man, I, but, but it would make him turn around and then rewrite something. So, you know, like you're saying, I guess competitive, you know, uh, uh, you know, well, who's, so basically, cut. who's made you rip up your rhymes more? Nobody. I, nobody. Nobody. Okay. Yeah. That's that's one thing I feel like it's it's all God. Whatever is there is supposed to come out. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm not really going to go back and tamper with the raps. Right. <laughs> now, now, and, 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 you know, this is this is another question that people ask really about you. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in this family where there's so many personalities. <sighs> yeah. Ross, the boss. <laughs> you know I'm saying Meek, just amped up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying Wale, like... It's crazy schizophrenic <laughs> sensitive thug. You know what I'm saying? Like all these personalities. What role do you play, man? Um, I guess the the peacekeeper. Okay. You know the 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 voice of reason. Right. The humble know, poet. The humble poet. Yeah. Like I just try to bring a um. Oh, right, and gunplay. We ain't uh, yeah, talking about yeah, gunplay. No, forget what that. What up, gunplay? Yeah. <laughs> shout, out, shout out gun. Shout out everybody. Right. Rocky Fresh. Yes. You know, um, Fat Trail. Yes. Man, Tracy T. Everybody, man. But um, I just I just be myself. You know what I mean? I just come in the room and greet everybody and try to stay, you know, with that calm demeanor that I have. I don't know how to be anything else right, for real. Right. You know what I'm saying? But like, do do you get on? I mean, maybe they don't get on your nerves. <laughs> do do you think you get on their nerves? I might. Right. I might. Because I am. Whose <laughs> nerves do you think you get on the most? I probably get on Ross's nerves right. the most because Why? I'm so. Uh, meticulous <laughs> and I take time with everything that I do and I put so much thought in it and he probably like just put it out just do this but I you know I really I'm very very meticulous in right. everything I do and I'm very calculated and I'm trying to get out of that because sometimes it's not good to be so calculated but I'm very calculated and sometimes that can hurt you and I, I see where Ross comes from but I, I can see I can see me getting on his nerves a little he might not never say it right. but I can see me probably getting on his nerves a little bit with that Scarface told us a story mm-hmm. about when he would be in the studio with Tupac mm. and he would be real meticulous with his shit and Tupac be like, nigga, just spit that shit. <laughs> and he said Tupac really taught him to like just, you know, be careful yeah. with your shit. You're like master your craft, but deliver. But, but don't deliver. don't sit there and, and meditate right, right. on whether your shit is. And I learned that from Nas. Right. I mean, from Nas. I learned that from Ross, right. you know, just watching. You know what I mean? And just uh, being in the studio with him and seeing how he works. And, and he says similar things to me. Like, come on, man. Just go in there. Like, you, you, you nice. Already, like, yeah, what you, is you, you worried about? Yeah, you yeah. got everything that you need right. to be, you know, just spit it. You know what I'm saying? You know what bothers me, man, as a, as a rap fan? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand there's so many different factors right now, particularly in this information age. Right. Like, shit is so transparent. You know, you could definitely read and know what somebody's about or not about or think you know what think somebody's you know, about. Yeah. And it bothers me because as somebody that's been listening to this music from day one, I love 
Rick Ross's music. Yeah. I love mm. Rick Ross's Me and music. You both. And not only his music, his consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And beyond him being an artist, him as a record man. Yes. Him knowing how to pick beats, him knowing how to pick artists. Pick artists. Him taking an yeah. artist like him taking an artist that no one is even thinking of going to be a great fit with MMG, like a Stali, yeah. and bringing him to the yeah, group. Yeah. And it, it fucking annoys me. Like I don't want to change anybody's perception, but it does annoy me that as a record man, I fuck all this other CEO. Uh, Penitentiary. You know, I know, I know, I know, I uh, know all of that. As a record man, I think it's undeniable, and I can't understand like I can't understand because we live in such a superficial world right now in terms of well, well the niggas still will not let off let off on that on that on that CO shit. Oh yeah. But but working with Ross, man, yeah. what what have you learned from him, man? Everything. Just to, you know, to believe in yourself, right. to go hard, to um that anything that God has for you, no one can stop that and just be you. You know what I mean? Stay focused. That's it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I learned a lot, but that's basically the gist of the the meat and potatoes of it. Yo, how was he able to just consistently find dope music, man? Because <sighs> he's a student. You know what I mean? He loves the culture. He loves hip-hop. He loves music. And um, he's been around it for a while. So he had, like you said, he has a great ear for everything. Right. Artists, beats. Um, he's definitely a lyricist. You know, someone that can... And, and, and it, that's another thing. Cats really yeah, don't... Yeah, people... Man, people are very disrespectful with that, not yes. ever putting him up in a top because he really raps. You know what I mean? Consistently. And consistently. Yeah. You know what I mean? On everything, whether it's his his own or feature. He, he, he has um, proven that he can go toe-to-toe with the best of them. Right. He's been on records with a little bit of everybody, if not everybody yeah. that's in the game right now. And comes correct. And comes correct. And, and, and one thing I love is, and me and Combat, we spoke about this over the years, is that undeniably he kept on knocking on that door. Like He made people change their mind oh, and their you, perception yeah. of him. No, no, that I wasn't fucking with Ross. Right. Trust me, I was not fucking with Ross. I remember it was one of the um, hip-hop honors mm-hmm. when, when, when they performed in Brooklyn. And he performed... Um, Every day I'm hustling. I was like, I'm not fucking with this nigga. <laughs> like he, I remember seeing him perform, and I was like, I'm not fucking with this right. nigga. And it just, you know. And then the, the shit with Fifty happened. I was mm. like, damn, Fifty got him. Fifty got him. Nope. And then it made me pay attention <laughs> to was it? I think it was deeper than rap. That, mm-hmm. the, the, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit. Yeah. And when he came out with Albert Anastasia, yes, yes, he started. Never stopped. He you know, never stopped. You know, let's take a let's take a, a but quick. That's break. what consistency will do. Yeah, let's take a quick break. Listen, internet, you tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the Combat Jack Show We got Stolly in the building. Cheer. F your radio, F your podcast, F your TV show. <laughs> Be right back. Yes. Internet, we need you to search for the Combat Jack Show on iTunes. Subscribe, comment, rate. Tell a friend and tell a friend. If you don't know how to find the Combat Jack Show on iTunes, Google it. Google Combat Jack Show iTunes. It'll pop up. You subscribe. You tell a friend. And we have hundreds of episodes up there of this amazing content. Hundreds? Ben, hundreds of episodes. We've I done mean, that many? I'm telling you. I don't even know who. I'm not going to sit here and name all the guests. Too many. Too many to name. But I will say this. Take it as you go on the Combat Jack Show on iTunes. Subscribe. You rate. Tell a friend to tell a friend. 
Hey, yo, internet, you are tuned into the Combat Jack Show, the combatjackshow.com. Yeah. We got Stolly in the building. Yes, sir. On I'm the still eve. Here. Well, it's not necessarily the eve, but he's got an album coming out called Ohio. Yes. Listen. October 28th. October 28th, the same day as, as, as Wheezy, man. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's good music that day, man. You got to stomp with the Wheezy big dogs and, and yes. the great words of Martin Payne. Let me ask you a question, <laughs> man. Like, you know, I, I will always love this music. Yes. I will always be a fan of this music. Um, and I heard you mention it in another interview that you said that you viewed yourself as an activist. Mm-hmm. Can, can, you, can you explain that? Um, I would say that I'm very much an activist through music right now. You know what I mean? Like just um, showing strength, showing courage to do diff- th- things different in this day and age. Um, to be able to speak about certain topics that most rappers don't speak about, um, to be able to go into different communities and be able to reach out to, you know, children, uh, men, women, whoever it is, and, and talk to them and um, just whatever it is to help the black communities, you know what I mean? So it's very important. You know, that's something that has come from me being from where I'm from. It's very community oriented you know what i mean it's definitely something that um was instilled in instilled in me through my grandparents so it's just something that i would like to get more into so you know i definitely wear that title but i would definitely love to live it you know daily you know um this this is this is this is the thing that i wrestle with yes right now it's crazy crazy like, like right now it's crunch time mm-hmm. and i've said this before we in the fourth quarter and the black community is down by a lot of points. Mm-hmm. I mean, even in your hometown town of Ohio, what happened a couple of weeks ago with a 22-year-old 20, brother who was in Walmart shopping on the phone with his girlfriend, walking through the toy section, picks up a BB gun, leans on the BB gun. Next thing you know, the police come in and shoot him on the spot. And they just Walmart finally just released the, the tape. Yeah. So it's a crunch time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and you definitely we we would we would be so crazy as grown men all of us in this room to say that our music doesn't reflect or doesn't have an effect exactly. on us cuz i i mean i'm a, i think i'm a gentleman like you hear me talking about, i don't know what that penitentiary rules right. in effect is <laughs> but if i got a couple of drinks in me mm-hmm. and i'm in the club and some bitch ass niggas looking at me kind of <laughs> crazy and i hear Tupac back i'm like nigga what <laughs> right you, you understand what i'm saying nah, definitely but you're going you're going to tense up for right. sure but you have all these great artists right now mm-hmm. that 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 we all respect right what is it and i hope the tide changes but what is it that keeps our favorite artists from really speaking out about this bullshit social media man right. they 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 i think people are afraid to be ripped apart for having an opinion or for standing strong or standing on their own too about a certain topic or a certain situation to really be out there in the community. They don't want to look fake. I guess they don't want to look fake or they don't want to look, they don't want to look any type of way for real. You know, they just don't want to be judged. And I think that we are in the times of where everybody judges everybody because everybody has something to say because it's behind the keyboard or it's behind the phone, you know, because anybody can text or type whatever they want. But, um, you know, we definitely need, you know, it, it's sad. And I question myself about that, too. You know, sometimes I used to get frustrated, but every man is the, their own man, right. you know, and they're going to do what they want to do. Maybe they feel like them being, you know, 
a type of character. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's more important, you know, like then to actually be out there and try to help the lives. I mean, it, and it goes even into the music. It's all about what you say. Like you said, right. it's about what you put out, the message. Like you can like speaking of, you know, we speaking about Chuck D off the air, like Plug Willie Enemies rapped over some of the hardest beats ever. But their message was positive. Right. Mm. I mean, one of my favorite records in the past 10 years um, is Freemason. Mm-hmm. With Jay Z and yeah. Rick Ross, and what really inspired me was Ross's lyrics. Yeah, when he when he when he really gets into that knowledge of self. Yeah, when he's talking about it wasn't no caterp- with regard to building the, the pyramids, it wasn't no caterpillars. This is a whole bunch of niggas. Yeah, even on that guttural <laughs> level, he's dropping science. Exactly, and I was like, you know, of course I can't speak about what somebody else should do. Right, but I would love. To hear Ross spit that shit, just he don't have to change his shit. He don't have to change his, shit. Don't have to change his yeah. shit, but just you know, just like but even Jay Z on that we made it shit. Yeah, with Jay Elect. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, and the shit that just gave me so much life this week. I don't know if you saw it, but the the new G Unit record, ah shit, ah shit, yeah. I didn't see it. Yo, I'm minding my business, officer. I'm minding my business. Please just leave me alone. I told you the last time, please leave me alone. We watched the officer who did choke, as well as the officers that stood around. Now why the fuck did you call them cops? Put your hands up, you're still getting shot. And they come now, they're out on patrol. And they killed a few, they're finna kill some more. Walking here on that bullshit, I've been turned up all day busting shots Ever since Mike Brown went down my whole city like fuck a cop Run the red like fuck a stop, bust his head when you buck the clock Got my bread up, I run the block, I don't play around when, you, when we get out of here, you okay. gotta look, and internets, look up that video with our shit, 50's on the hook with, um, with, with Young, Buck Young Buck and um, Kid Kid and, okay. they, and, and the video was powerful Okay. The video is powerful because it's showing all types of police brutality and it's showing all types of police getting fucked the fuck up. Right. And it's it's haunting, you know what I'm saying? And and for somebody like even 50, I guess now that he's independent. Right. And not that 50 50 would always do whatever the fuck 50 <laughs> wants to do, but now being in an independent position and putting out a record like I would love to see our beloved rappers really just take a little bit more, you know, progress more protests me too especially music. those artists like you said like the jays and you that know, influence yeah kids. the influence ones yeah. you know the ones that kids are really going to listen to and um take their word like they have that what that the way of words to really sway somebody one way to other like i'm going to do that myself you know i'm going to touch my fans i'm gonna touch the people who pay attention and listen to me but it's not like on the grand scheme scheme of a hove, you know what I'm saying. I hope to see that, man, because because I think we need it, man. Oh, definitely. And, and I think, Ohio has a lot of that. You yeah, know, man. And that's it's important, you know, that we we represent Ohio in the Midwest and and just America in general from a young black man's perspective. You know what I mean? Coming up to now, man. Uh, I saw your video and heard the song "Always Into Something." Yeah. Um, with Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah. Fire. That's a great record, man. Thank you. Like like and and I really like the. You, and also the other one, uh, Jack and Chevy. Yeah, Jack and Chevy. Like you seem to really be paying respect, or it's like a homage to like N.W.A. and, and Compton. What's what's going on with that, man? Man, it's just you know, again, it's that 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 influence, that sound <clears throat> that we talked about earlier. That people feel is the Ohio. I mean, the 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 West Coast sound, but really, that's 
that's that funk. That's that, you know, that's that gangsta bass line that, you know, Bootsy was playing. You know what I mean? That's that, um, you know, it's just that feeling that you get. And, like, it is heavenly influenced by that N.W.A. culture because that's what I grew up on. You know, as a kid, when I first heard N.W.A., I was shocked because they were talking crazy. Which album? Nick, straight, um, out yeah, straight out of Compton. Yeah, straight out of Compton. Like, you know, like my older cousins or my older homies around, the, they playing that. I'm like, what is this? Like, you know what I mean? But again, everybody, everybody was shocked. Yeah, exactly. But but again, not only that everybody was shocked, but you got to think I'm a small kid and I'm hearing these guys talk like this over records. But again, they were talking for the community. Right. They were talking against wrongdoing, police brutality. You know, they was trying to uplift at the same time and just telling you what was going on in Compton at the time. But that's just me being a hip-hop head, someone who loves music and just paying homage. Now, I also heard that um, one of the artists that really influenced you or made an impact on your life was Eazy-E. Yeah, big time. Were you a big fan when Eazy was around? Big time. You know what I mean? Like, he just, he embodied, I mean, he was like, the dude across the street you know what i mean like he was like that everyday dude that was in your hood that was walking around drinking 40s or just telling you little knowledge about you know what's going on in the world and that was easy he was like that reporter you know what i mean but on a grand scale you know and it was just like he was someone who i definitely related to early i don't know how as a kid but it was just something about him that reminded me of somebody i knew right you know what i mean so i i really paid attention to what he was doing and then he had a close you know spot spot coming to ohio yes. you know messing with bone and that and that was another way that you know i think ohio fell in love with him for bringing a group like bone out of ohio and putting them on that you know that stage you know giving them that that shine that he gave them you know, I, I don't feel guilty, but it's kind of interesting because when Easy was a, was out, you know, and he was going through the beef with with Dre right. and and the whole that whole situation, and me being from New York, mm. like he was such a easy scapegoat. You know what I'm saying? Like Easy right. was like a scapegoat, uh-huh. and it wasn't until after he passed and after years later, I was like, damn, I, I really miss Easy E. Yeah, like, yeah. I really, <laughs> nigga, nigga, nigga. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah and, and if you have you ever watched like some of his interviews yes. back in, like yes. he was a very intelligent dude, right? Like he would, and he, you know, the stories that I heard about him, like the things he would do around the community, like handing out clothes and food and just feeding everybody on Christmas and Thanksgiving and other holidays. It was just, he, he was definitely somebody that was a part of that community. And, um, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to actually go to the house that he grew I up in. You, you shot and the what, video Jack what, and Chevy's. Jack yeah, and if, Chevy's. You, uh, if you check out Jack and Chevy's, it's online. It's a um, great video, by yeah, the way. Yeah, thank you. And if you go, you will see, like, I come to his house. His mom opens the door, greets me. You know, I give her a kiss on the cheek. She welcomes me in the house. Um, his little son, I mean, his son is there, little easy. Um, he brings me through the house, shows me around, shows me all the plaques and the pictures, takes me to the studio that they actually recorded, or easy actually recorded all of his music. They have the same couches, same mic, same computer, everything. You know, they track vocals in there still. Same computer? Just, like it was they didn't no, upgrade though no i mean Come they on, got man. it i mean you know they got it on the side but <laughs> yeah. they got but it, it was just cool to see those things the that same they, shit is yeah, still there but they're not still, they're still yeah, using no, no, it no, definitely they got not. Tent- <laughs> you know, that's, that shit is dollar yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a texas instrument because <laughs> yeah. uh, i mean I, yeah that it was probably crazy because you know they was doing of you course know, of course it was different record ways of recording but um 
yeah, everything was still there. And it, it like you like I said, the furniture, the chairs, the mic, whatever, it was all there. Now going into this this next record, man, I noticed with these two records, man, you're putting a lot of emphasis on the visual like the like like it's like the jack and sherry's is a mini movie yeah yeah definitely you know and anybody who knows me if you know stally and you're a fan of stally you know i put out great visuals for every video you know what i mean i take time i really um like to bring my music to life because i feel like i'm a very descriptive um artist so i feel like the the video is an opportunity for me to actually make it come to life and with jack and chevy's i was able to do like a little short film type of vibe and it came out amazing it's been getting great feedback people loving it and i'm appreciative of that what is it about chevy's man you're a car dude oh right? i'm a big time car fanatic you know what i mean and that that's something just like nwa it was something that was always around me um growing up walking outside you always seen somebody under the hood or in the trunk you know hooking up amps and mm -hmm. speakers like they got dayton yeah you Dayton. know <laughs> or, yeah, or putting dates putting blades like whatever it was, they was yeah they was always cleaning their car washing it whatever it was they was doing something around <laughs> the car you know what i mean now, now, and i fell in love with that and you would hear some of the right. most amazing stories from people because you would just sit there and be like yo what you doing with that or what's that and they like oh that's a spark plug or that's a you know that's a muffler whatever it was they were telling you what it was but at the same time they were giving you a life lesson that's the Cadillac converter yeah, yeah. <laughs> who was the chick in the Jack and oh. Chevy's that's getting <laughs> cats Chevy's jack cause she could jack my Chevy any day <laughs> I mean that was a, a girl that we <laughs> <laughs> that was just a uh, a girl that we got. She from uh, out there, you okay. know what I mean. And she was nice enough to give us her, her talents and help us to you know make some people victims of yes. carjacking. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but does does that video speak to your personality at all? Um, Have you ever it, done some grimy shit? No, 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 no. Um, in a lighter way, it, it's a fun record. You know, I don't condone carjacking right. in any way, but it to me it was like a metaphor for my love of cars. It you know it's that I'm so in love with Chevys and cars that I would do anything for it. I'll jack you out your car for it. But would I really do that? No. But it's definitely something just to show the passion that, you know, some people really do have for these cars. Right. Like no. these are rare cars, you know, when you classic find a cars, good, yeah, classic. When, yeah. When you, and they, they mean something. I mean, it's a big culture behind yeah, and, it too. And it's people big, meet oh, up. Man, there's know, car clubs everywhere. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, important question. Yes, Stolly. Like you, you got your your. This is your debut album. Debut coming out, and I feel that like this is you know I'm I'm glad that that I'm getting to learn so much about you. Yeah, but I, I you know and I've read you know you shouldn't read shit online, but right. I've read people say like well, well what is his buzz like who is Stolly yet Yeah, like so I think coming into this record you have a huge hurdle. You know you 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 in this and then, like I said earlier you're in this family mm -hmm. you're in this MMG family where. You got, you know, Wale spazzing out or, or gunplay or so what is your your game plan? Because, you know, I believe in you as an artist. Right. But public opinion is very, very important. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And my game plan is just to keep feeding great music right. and being consistent. You know what I mean? Because just like you were saying, you know, at first you didn't like Ross and there's probably a lot of people. But when you keep coming out consistently putting good music, they can't deny good music. I, I feel like I don't have to create a spectacle or act out or yell and shout or wear crazy stuff or getting talk to no crazy gun or getting gunfights and confrontations. 
Depends, yeah. Will or, you choke a bitch? No, nah, definitely won't. <laughs> okay. But you know, I, I feel like I don't have to do anything like that because the music should speak for itself. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, people are always gonna have their opinions. You know, some people gonna like it, some people gonna not. But at the end of the day, I'm gonna do what I do, and I'm gonna do what I do from the heart. You know what I mean? And I feel like it's going it's going get to where it needs to get to. So I, what, what what can we expect on this album? Ohio. Why are you naming it Ohio? I'm naming it Ohio because me, myself, I embody everything about Ohio. You know, um, I feel like there hasn't been a real strong representation of Ohio or the Midwest and the sound of the Midwest. Um, so that's what my focus is, is really creating that sound. Like when you see me, you see Ohio. Like I'm everything Ohio to the bone from the way I dress, the way I talk. Uh, the way I make my music, whatever. So it's just, you know, bringing Ohio to the world. Tell us about the production on it, man. The production, uh, my homie Rashad, again. You What's know, up, Rashad? <laughs> he, he, he got a lot of uh, production on there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, he's probably got 90% of it. So it's definitely, you know, familiar to the, the for those who know that Lincoln Way Night Sound is definitely a little bit of that. But Rashad knocking even the on beats a, out. Yeah. <laughs> Even on a whole nother level, though, you know what I'm saying? So you definitely can hear, again, that 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 Ohio sound, that intelligent trunk music. You know, it's going to be bass heavy, but it's going to be concept heavy. It's going to be lyrical. It's going to um, have great stories. You know, you're going to learn a lot about me. You're going to learn about a lot about where I'm from. And um, just the whole culture and sound of Ohio will be presented on this album. You got who? Who are some guests or features that you have on this album? Um, Rashad is on there. We got Ross on there, of course. MMG family. Um, who I, I got Ty Dolla Sign on there, and I got a, a, some more artists that I can't really name you right now because okay. we still figuring it out. Right. But I got some people that people are gonna be surprised about too. Some legends. I I, I got them. Okay. You know, nice. so it's gonna be it's gonna be a you, great album. You not letting nobody murder you on your own shit, are nah, you? Come on, nah, he would, I'm why, just, nah, come on. Why would he do that? <laughs> I'm not, I'm, nobody ever sets out <laughs> to have somebody murder them on their own shit, but that can happen. True story. But he, but Stalley is an honest dude. Right. I, yeah. I, I, do, I do want to nah. touch on this for one second. Yes. You know when you mentioned MMG family and i tell you i've gone to like mmg so much man. Yeah. i mean just to, just remember, to, remember the collie they, they want you to get to the yeah no, no. my you know everything that happened <laughs> collie. Wale, forget about collie for a second they're good people but but we're talking right here <laughs> yeah with with wale and me uh-huh. you know you know with, with mmg being such a tight family right that's how i feel like is is that some shit that the media maybe took too far or they definitely took that too far you know i mean but it was out so, there though yeah it's social i saw the tweet and yeah, i was yeah. like hold up this but, ain't no media this is but no, it's still, no, it was it, out but, there but, but it but was deep but down. and it was just like he was speaking his mind or how he felt at that moment right. that's what twitter is for you know i guess you know it's and, like a punching bag right. you know what i mean let me i can't like if i can't really get out my frustration no way let me just speak on this but um i think it was something i mean we we brothers we family so we go through ups and downs we go through our differences but i don't think it was anything that serious right. i think the media really did take it out but when we're you passionate. saw that shit, when you saw that shit, yeah. where were you when you saw? I was, <laughs> I was at home, I think, at the time, because uh, I, R- I think Rashad it kind of shot his laugh. I think it happened happened a little early in the day. I can't really remember, but I I know I was home and I seen it. And I was shocked. I did was you like, see oh. it coming though? Like, nah, was there any tension between? I mean, no, because like it's always all good when right. we were around. You know what I mean? So 
I never know, you know what I mean? And, like, again, I'm always to myself. You know, I, sh- I mean, I talk and speak to everybody, right. and we always show love, but I never seen that coming. So did you pick up the phone, or was you like, Oh, uh, nah, I mean, that's not my <laughs> You never let man. this yeah, shit rock. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, they go- they grown men, and they'll figure it out. Right. And I'm sure, you know, Ross being the, uh, the man that he is, being I know he— Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I know he won't let that go down, and I know, you know, he probably got them on the phone immediately and let them talk it out or whatever it was. But, um, you know, from— as far as I know, everybody's good. Right. Um, you know, again, free meek, you know, he'll be home soon. And I heard, you know, I haven't spoke to him personally, but I spoke to some of his people who spoke to him. And, you know, I, I give them, you know, all my, you know, hold your heads up, you know, through them. But they tell me that he's in good spirits. He's ready to come home good. and he's doing good. Good, good, good. It's always good to be home. I'll tell you that yeah. much. I need to uh, find out. That, what is your relationship with LeBron? Um, LeBron, I mean, we don't really have a relationship. I would say that, you know, like I know him from coming up, you know, mm-hmm. coming up through high school. I, you know, his school was about 20 minutes away from my school. You know, we played his school in high school too. So I got to see him play. Um, I actually, uh, played against him. Uh, I think it was my senior year. Didn't you year. dunk on him? Nah, never. Okay. <laughs> I won't go that far, but, um, you know. I got to be share the same court as him, I should say. Right. But he he definitely is a superstar. He's been that since a freshman. I got to witness, you know, those first two years. I was there to witness that, you know, live in effect when he played against my high school. And he's as great as advertised, you know what I mean? And um, But, again, when we see each other in passing, we definitely show love. It's all home team. I'm proud of him. I, I would hope he's proud of me, you know what I mean, for putting on for the 330. We represent that same area code. And, um, you know, definitely hats off to all his success. Was you tight when he took his talents to Miami? I wasn't. I wasn't. Um, so you wasn't at, burning? No, you I'm was, not going to lie. You, I'm not going to sit here and lie. Some burning, I, was, some I, was, I was upset. Rashad, was he burning some jerseys? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we was in his studio working. Working on, I think, Lincoln Way Nights at the time, and that came, I was like, man, this dude, you know, but I got over it fast. I wasn't one of them that held a grudge because I understand what you got to do. Sometimes you got to go away to bring back that that experience and and just live a little bit to be able to appreciate you gotta leave home yeah you gotta leave home sometimes you to be able to appreciate it i know i did like being in new york for 13 14 years you know what i'm saying like it definitely helped me to appreciate ohio and maslin and every little thing and everybody that's ever been a part of my life and uh my growing up there i appreciate it and now he's come back and now yeah and he's come back I'm putting out the album Ohio, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we really out here now, you know what I'm saying? And it's a beautiful thing to see him where Kevin he's at Love. and to be where I'm at, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Kevin Love. No, you just got a squad out there, <laughs> man. So, I, I, so is there a, a possibility that you might be making some anthems? Oh yeah, for, man. For, 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 we, for, we we just did a record called Ball. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all checked out. It is crazy. People love it. You know what I mean? People have been giving it great, great feedback. Um, it's one of them records. It's one of them locker room before the game get okay. you amp type joints. You okay. know what I mean? So um, yeah, man. There's gonna be a lot more to come. You know, whenever a city is booming in the sports, the music is booming too. So we following right behind what they doing. You know, we got Johnny Manziel bringing a new energy to the That's Browns. Right. That's right. Yeah, we got the Browns bringing a new energy. Hopefully, you know, they step it up a little bit this year. And then, you know, the Cavs going to do what they do. Hopefully, we bring that first championship home to the state, you know, so, you know, or to the city of Cleveland because yes, yes, yes. it's been a long time. Well, you know, good luck. I mean, it looks like you guys are in a better position than our <laughs> fucking Knicks. Oh, yeah. I feel sorry for y'all. <laughs> yes, you too. Listen, before you leave us, man, can you can you just drop 
Drop us with with, with some, some lyrics. Man. With some lyrics, yeah, man. We, we don't have our DJ in here today, but just drop us with something. <laughs> Let man, me that, see that, what that I you, can give you. Um, don't, don't give us the same, you know, sway. Oh, sway, come sway, on, sway, man. Sway. That was just, that, that was on the spot. He okay. really, he got me that time. It was yeah. early in the morning, too, but shout out to Sway. He always, you know, yeah. pushing for the culture. Um, they'd be like, old school, new school, need to learn the same rules, receive the same jewels, eat the same food. I was the dude who practiced with his back to the basket so I could be magic, hook shot tragic, converse is classic. Anywhere in the key you shoot, I'll match it. That's basic ball. I'm on the block like I'm eight feet tall. Paul Gasol, the streets embrace us all with all our fouls and falls. Get the crowd involved, clip a defender, J. Cross. Youngin' with the flash, Chris Paul with the pass, John Wall in the mask rob a nigga blind throw your shine in the bag a wizard with the stacks turn 10 to 100 racks check the stats big o for the bad cats got the o on my bare back obstacles i cleared that that chevy rap i stared that mvp speeding 500 hp sitting tall now watch a young nigga ball yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. To Ness, we got Stolly in the building. Yo, Stolly, man, thank you. Thank you. So much, man. Anytime you want to come through, let us know. T- tell them again, man, when the, when the album is dropping. The album is dropping October 28th. Yes. It's titled Ohio. Single is out. Well, we did the A-side, B-side, like old school. So we got Jack and Chevy's out. We got... um Always into something featuring Ty Dolla Sign. Make yes. sure y'all get that. Those will be on iTunes September 2nd. Um, so please download those. Support me. Um, I appreciate everybody who already supports me. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Staley, S-T-A-L-L-E-Y, and Ohio, October 28th, in stores everywhere. And l- listen, Ohio, particularly Ohio, I know y'all are listening right now. I know y'all are hearing this. I mean, I want everybody to support this man, but Ohio... Don't you fucking front. The name of the album is called Ohio. Yeah, if you are from Ohio and you listen to hip hop, you should have this CD. Yeah, don't and don't 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 wait till the shit don't don't fucking Yeah, don't wait till the rest of the world yeah, is loving. Don't it. let don't catch that shit leaking. <laughs> Buy that shit. Put that economy back in your city. Yo, Stolly, man, thank, thank you for you. coming through the Combat Jackson. Premium Pete, what? Yo, I mean, another great episode in the can. Yeah. And I will say this, uh, you know, I'm I'm proud of this dude, Stolly, man, and, and for our listeners, man. Go out and support that, and I, and one thing I do support is 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 you always being yourself, man. Thank I really, you. you know, like some people may say that your your style is different, right? But 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 it, it it's there's nothing better than being yourself, man. Exactly. So I support everything you do, and I wish you nothing but the best, man. Thank you, I appreciate it. Internet, you know what it is, man. And can I say one thing yes, too? Sir. Let people know that different is good, man. That's what has started hip hop being different, pushing the culture. Yes. Not sounding the same. Yeah, man. Don't don't think that something just because it's not familiar to you or that you haven't heard it before. Don't call it whack. Take your time. Listen to it. It's creative. It's innovative, and it's great music. Yeah, man. That's the only plug I'ma say for myself because the music speaks for itself. Yes. So listen. Stop hating. (laughs) Get out that other man's style. Ohio, October twenty eighth. Yes. Stowey. Cop that. Internets. You know what it is, man. Dream those dreams and then man up and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in technicolor and surround sound. Blow. Blow. Get that Ohio album. We out. Cheers. Numenati! This episode of the Combat Jack Show was produced by Jonathan Menner, executive produced by A. King and Chris Morrow, engineered by Samir Karan and recorded in the Engine Room Audio Studio in downtown Manhattan. This is an official Loudspeakers Network's production.